Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now, uh-huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, right? Gathering information, you get buy-in from every team. Uh, you know, following up, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, the Super Bowl is tomorrow between the Bengals and the Rams. How far off are the Eagles from those teams? And how have they built their rosters? Could the Eagles take anything from those squads when it comes to the blueprint to get to a championship contender status? That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. <laughs> Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by GetUpside. Make sure you download the GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. I'm Louis DiBiase, the host of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. It is a Saturday edition of the show, episode five this week of five. Download it into your phone wherever you get the podcast. We are available on all platforms as well as in video form on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We do have exclusive video content that is not available in the feed, so you get the best of both worlds by subscribing to both and we're always talking birds on Twitter. Hit us up at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football. On today's edition of the podcast, I want to take a look at the Super Bowl tomorrow between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams and, you know, turn it into something that can relate to the Philadelphia Eagles. When it comes to how those teams got to the big game, philosophically, is there a blueprint the Eagles can take from those two teams? Is there themes to really keep a close eye on? I'm also, because of Bet Online becoming our official sports book, I'm going to be making some bets at Bet Online tomorrow for the big game. I'm going to get into some of my bets that I'm going to be making tomorrow. And then overall, I just want to take a look at uh, how far off the Eagles are from these two teams when it comes to the strength of their roster. You know, I think last year, nobody would have predicted the Cincinnati Bengals to make the Super Bowl. You know, they were picking in the top 10, and the year before, they had the first overall draft pick. Joe Burrow, of course, there was a lot of upside there, and a lot of people thought he would become the star quarterback that he is, but he was coming off a torn ACL, and you know, it just shows in the NFL how quickly things can turn around. So can the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles know that more than any team, right? I mean, in 2012, they won four games. In 2013, they won the division and won 10 games. In 2015, they fire their coach and go 7-9. and nine. Two years later, they win a Super Bowl. Last year, another four-win season. This year, 
the Eagles win nine games and make the playoffs. So if anybody knows about how quick things can change for better or for worse, 2017 to 2019, then to 2020 for the Birds, the Eagles know more than anybody. So could they be the Cincinnati Bengals of next year? Like how far off are they from not just Cincinnati, but a team that they'd have to compete with in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl, the Los Angeles Rams? You know, how far are they from getting back to being on this stage like they were four years ago? I think certainly they showed this year that they aren't light years away. Again, they won nine games. They won seven of nine down the stretch, and they made the postseason. But I think, too, they also showed anytime they played a star quarterback, anytime they really played a powerhouse in either conference, they couldn't really hang with them. And why? This is still the key to becoming the Bengals next year, becoming the Rams. There's a few things the Eagles need to do next year. And the obvious one is they need to have a dynamic passing attack. They have to. They have to have their quarterback, and whether that's Jalen Hurts or somebody else, take that next step into elite play. Because that is, you know, there's a lot of reasons the Bengals were able to turn it around outside of just Joe Burrow. The same thing with the Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford. You know, it wasn't just Stafford and Burrow, but the main consistent factor with these two teams and why they were able to take a jump from, you know, the Bengals when they had Andy Dalton, they were a good team, but they weren't a great team. The Rams with Jared Goff, heck, they made a Super Bowl. They made the playoffs a few times, but they weren't consistently great. And the one thing this year that turned them into a great football team was elite quarterback play, but not just elite quarterback play, just a dynamic passing attack in general, because, you know, the Eagles in 2019 had a dynamic elite quarterback at the time playing at an elite level in Carson Wentz. But, you know, when you're throwing to Deontay Burnett and Joshua Perkins and Robert Davis, um, man, Greg Ward, that was a bad offense. You know, you can't get to that dynamic passing attack, but you look at the Rams and the Bengals, they are so deep when it comes to weaponry. I mean, the Rams, they had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson. You know, they cut Deshaun Jackson. They lose Robert Woods to a season-ending injury. And what do they do? They trade for Odell Beckham. The Bengals, they have Tyler Boyd in-house. They draft T. Higgins last year in the second round. They draft Jamar Chase this year, Joe Burrow's best friend, his go-to wide receiver at LSU. And now they have, to me, the best young trio of receivers in the NFL with Boyd Chase and Higgins. And so overall, these teams are so dynamic in the passing attack. And again, it is, you have, you have to be multiple too. You have to be able to run the football and both these teams can do that as well with Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, you know, even when they had Sony Michelle, because the Rams have a really good offensive line. So the Eagles do have that box already checked with, you know, an elite run game and an elite offensive line, but they need to take that next step when it comes to being a dynamic passing attack and being able to win multiple ways. Yeah. You want to be able to, with a lead, run down a team's throat and control the clock and be able to win that kind of style of football, because sometimes that's what the game is going to require. But at the same time, you know, you're going to be down like the Bengals were two weeks ago against the Kansas city chiefs by 20 plus points. And I don't want to feel like if that ever happens with the Eagles, if they're down by 14 plus, but the game is over. You got to be able to pass to get the lead. Like Doug Peterson used to say, and you got to be able to run to win. And so you got to be able to catch back up. And I think that's what the Bengals have done so well. And, you know, the Rams too, uh, they were able to just be such a dynamic, you know, when Tom Brady's storming back uh, a few weeks ago in the divisional round, you know, Matt Stafford is able to put the game on ice with some incredible throws downfield. And that's really the consistent theme of why these teams and the Chiefs 
And, you know, the Bills have been able to be great so consistently, you know, over the past few years. Um, it, but it's not just the passing attack that has, you know, really put these teams over top. It's the talent on defense. And this is where the Eagles need to get better as well. Like you can tell when the question is, how far off are the Eagles from these squads? You know, again, they're not light years away. But when it comes to the defensive talent gap, I mean, it's pretty significant, right? I mean, you look at just, for example, this Rams team, when they played the Buccaneers in the divisional round versus when the Eagles played them in the wild card, the Eagles pass rush could not get to Tom Brady. They just, they couldn't. And the Rams, meanwhile, the next week, I'm like, man, watching Aaron Donald just destroy offensive linemen, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. I'm thinking to myself, man, do I miss that kind of pass rush like the Eagles have had? We've come so, you know, we've grown so accustomed to. And you could see, I'm like, the Rams pass rush makes the Eagles pass rush look amateur. The Eagles need to get more talented on all three levels of the defense. They need more dynamic pass rushers to complement Josh Sweat. You know, you've got your defensive tackle trio with Cox, Hargrave, and Milton Williams, but you got to get more speed on the edge. You could tell how slow they looked versus a team like the Rams and their pass rush. They need to, and it's a great draft class for it. They got to come away with some talented pass rushers. Uh, it's not just them. I mean, the Bengals did the same thing with Trey Hendrickson from the New Orleans Saints. They bring him over, and boom, that completely changed our Ajabo as well. Uh, it totally changed their defense. The talent, the Eagles, it's at linebacker in the secondary as well. You know, you have your true CB1 and Darius Slay, so you have a piece or two. You have Josh Sweat, you have Fletcher Cox, and Javon Hargrave, but you know, you got to get deeper and you got to get more talented. You know, the Rams have stars at every level, and that's not really replicable where you can get Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller all on the same team. That's not super sustainable, and that's not normally a blueprint that you can try to replicate. You know, it's kind of a dream team, if you will, for at least NFL standards. But you look at the Bengals. I mean, they significantly upgraded their defense and fixed it in just one offseason with the moves they made in free agency and not just the guys I mentioned on the defensive line, but, you know, even, you know, value signings of young talented players that were high picks, but they fell out of favor with other teams, you know, Von Bell and Eli Apple, those moves have really panned out and the Bengals have a way more talented defense than people really give them credit for. You know, they don't have a lot of household names like the Rams do, but their defense turned it around, and you saw that. I mean, they were able to make plays. You know, they were getting their butt kicked against the Chiefs two weeks ago in the first half, but when they, even in a shootout, you know, I've, I've learned about defense now. You're never going to stop an offense completely, pretty much, in the NFL with how good offenses are now. But you need to be able to trust them to, in important situations, just make a few key stops, right? You have to rely on your offense to be what gets you there and what carries you. And your defense, you just got to be able to trust them like in overtime to, you know, if the Chiefs, they win the coin toss and you feel like it's not, the game's not over. And that's what the Bengals have. And, you know, the Bengals defense stepped up when it mattered most in that football game to get them to the Super Bowl. The Eagles need to address all three levels of the defense through free agency this year, through the draft, maybe through trade avenues. They've got to do it. But again, I don't think they're light years away from these two teams. The Eagles could have a Bengals-like wide receiver trio next year with Devontae Smith being your Jamar Chase. Quez Watkins can be your you know, Tyler Boyd, that third guy. You just got to find your T. Higgins, right? Their offensive line is elite. It's top tier like Los Angeles is. It's better than both of these offensive lines. Their run game is elite. They have an elite CB1. They have a great young offensive-minded head coach in Nick Sirianni 
who took his team to the playoffs in his first year. You know, it's a huge reason that the Rams have been so good. We didn't even mention coaching. Sean McVay has gotten this team to the playoffs in three of the last four years and two Super Bowl appearances. And they didn't have Matt Stafford outside of 2021. So there are pieces in place the Eagles do have, but I think it's clear that talent on defense and a dynamic passing attack, you know, those are the things the Eagles need to address this offseason. And, you know, one of them, the dynamic passing attack might not come until you get the quarterback and you got to see if Jalen Hurts can be that player for you. And if not, you've got to address finding that guy either this year or next year. So it's really interesting to compare the teams. And, you know, I think the Eagles could be with the right moves this year. They could be the Bengals of next year. Again, the, the Bengals showed and the Eagles have shown in the past that in the NFL, it doesn't take 10 years to rebuild like it does sometimes in the NHL in the NBA. You know, it can only take one offseason if they make the right moves. And I think both of these teams have definitely showed that to be true. Guys, today's podcast is brought to you by GetUpside. It is an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot like myself, they're making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back. And that's so important considering the gas prices right now in the United States. And guys, there's no catch. The money gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back in your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase here on this Saturday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles, and we thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm comparing the Eagles right now to these Super Bowl teams that are playing tomorrow, the Bengals and the Rams. How far off are they from these teams? And now I want to get into as well, like looking at how the, you know, we talked about the Eagles need to be a more dynamic passing attack to get to this level. They need to have more talent on defense, either, you know, the Rams, it's tough to replicate what they did on defense, but the Bengals isn't, you know, the Bengals just invested a lot of resources in one off season on defense, especially through free agency. And it worked, you know, and that's two of the key things the Eagles need to get to this level. When it comes to how they do that, it is interesting to see. I, I love talking about, you know, how teams build rosters and looking at the different philosophies and strategies, because in the NFL, you know, pretty much anything can work. Um, even though a few things are consistent, really anything can work. And it's really interesting to look at how the Bengals built their Super Bowl team and how the Rams built theirs. Both got a certain core that is vital to being a title contender, just in different ways. But the themes, like I said, they are the same, right? Star quarterbacks, elite pass rushers, deep weaponry, and a great offensive line. Although the Bengals, definitely the outlier there. But normally, 9.9 out of 10 times, you need a top half offensive line at least to make a championship and be a consistent title contender. And I think you see with these teams, although they built their rosters in different ways, they took different paths, they did make it to the same point because they did prioritize being great at quarterback, having elite edge rushers, 
deep weaponry as well. Both of these teams are three plus deep when it comes to wide receivers. They have talented running backs. They are loaded on offense. And the Rams at least have a really good offensive line. So when you lost Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, you could still run the football with a guy like Sony Michelle. So it is interesting that, you know, NFL teams, they take different paths and each year is a different situation, but the theme and where you get to kind of does have to be the same. But it, again, it's different. The Bengals, they did most of their work through the draft, especially when it comes to the offense. It's basically all homegrown, right? Which is the more sustainable long-term strategy. And what I like about the Eagles right now and how they're built is the offense has young pieces that are going to be here for a while that you drafted, right? Jordan Maialata up front, Landon Dickerson, still Lane Johnson. You have Jack Driscoll and Nate Herbig. And, you know, when it comes to weaponry, Devontae Smith, He's got four years still on a contract. Quez Watkins, you have on a super team-friendly deal. Dallas Goddard just signed his second contract. Homegrown talent that's only in his mid-20s, going to be here for a long time. Miles Sanders, you know, Kenny Gainwell. Um, this team, Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts becomes the guy, you know, he's on a super cheap contract right now that you still have for two more years. And so the Eagles have done the same thing with that the Bengals have offensively when it comes to that homegrown talent that is sustainable, more sustainable long-term. And that is super important. But however, you look at the Bengals and how they built the defense, it was primarily through free agency, through value signings, and through just nailing those moves like Trey Hendrickson and Eli Apple and Von Bell. You know, And it's interesting because it makes sense, right? When you build your offense through the draft and you have all these very cost-effective deals, you have the flexibility to invest more resources in the defense. You can spend more on defense. And I feel like the Eagles kind of have that luxury right now where they have most of their offensive core locked up, where if they want to really go all in on the defense this year through not just the draft with all those picks, but if you want to spend money in free agency, you can do that as well. And so that is definitely something that they should try to replicate that the Bengals did. And you don't have to, you know, be the Rams and land the Von Millers of the world and an Aaron Donald type of player, a Jalen Ramsey. You don't have to do that, uh, but you do need to invest resources. And I think while the Eagles have spent so much focus on the offense through the draft, the defense really has, you know, it's they've come to that expense or they've kind of been affected by that in a negative way because the Eagles aren't investing picks in the defense and they really haven't invested big contracts either, or at least they haven't nailed their free agent signings, even the ones that are smaller. You know, they haven't hit on the value deals on defense like the Bengals have, and they haven't really tried to get big names outside of, you know, Darius Slay a, a few years ago on defense. So they've kind of more been trying the Band-Aid patchwork and the Bengals, they didn't do that. They didn't have to do what the Rams did, but there's a middle ground there. And I think the Eagles need to find that this offseason for sure. The Rams, meanwhile, I, I love looking at the way they did it because they are all in on the now in winning a championship. And, you know, I don't know how sustainable or how teams should look at that strategy and try to replicate it, but I really respect the hell out of it. I love going for it when you feel like the window is open. That's why. You know, although Howie Roseman, every move he made, it felt like after 2017 in free agency and when he was aggressive, just felt like the wrong one execution wise. I love the philosophy. I loved the screw it. 
we have this window right now. Let's just go for it. I love that aggression. I think, again, there's a middle ground you need to find when it comes to roster building because I don't think this is very sustainable long-term. But when you have it, when you've got a star quarterback, when you've got a core in place and you want to maximize the roster, spend draft picks, spend money, go for it. The NFL, it is not you know, as strict. There's a salary cap. And you have draft picks that the Rams are just trading away like they're anything, like they're pennies on the dollar. But at the same time, you know, in the NFL, you can if if the execution is there, you can pull this off. And that was the issue with the Eagles. They they tried this strategy as well after 2017. It's just the moves they made didn't work. And the strategy can get really ugly if the execution isn't there. But if you nail it like the Rams have. There's ways around the cap. They've traded picks, but for players that, you know, have more than a year or two left. So it is more sustainable. You know, that's the difference. The Eagles kind of tried this, but they tried to balance it more with keeping a lot of their draft picks. And they typically tried to find instead of, you know, trading for a Jalen Ramsey or a Von Miller, or an Odell Beckham Jr. They went more for the, they wanted to find those veteran proven players, but they wanted to do it through you know, different avenues where, you know, it was typically an older veteran player that you can get on a cheaper contract. They were value signings for one reason or another. Whereas the Rams just said, no, first round pick for Jalen Ramsey. We'll give you a pick for Von Miller. We'll give you a pick for Odell Beckham, you know, and then they signed Leonard Floyd and Robert Woods and Andrew Whitworth. They really did build their core through trades and, you know, acquiring these guys by giving away, you know, a lot of the long-term. Um, but it, it has worked at least. And if they win a championship, banners fly forever. And so I respect the hell out of that strategy. Um, again, I think overall there has to be a balance, but with the Rams, it's not like, you know, I think there's a misconception with the Rams that, you know, they've just never drafted and this is just all through trades and they're going all in now and they're screwed for years to come. Like, I don't think that's the case at all. You know, when you typically have this strategy and you give up all these picks, you're going to have to be good at drafting late kind of like the Eagles are, um, and the Rams have. I mean, they've built a lot of their core through, you know, value draft picks. And, you know, I don't think the Rams are going away because the guys that they invested in and they got aggressive for, those players are, most of them are in their prime. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, if they re-sign Odell Beckham, Matt Stafford still has plenty of time left. So it's really interesting to see how these two teams were built. I think the Eagles need to, and they're going more down the road of the Bengals and replicating that strategy. But I will say, when you find yourself at a level like the Bengals, I totally understand when you want to try to be like the Rams and just totally go for it. Totally go for it. I get it. Guys, today's Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Bet Online. Coming up next on the show, we are going to get into a few of the bets I'm going to make tomorrow for the big game with Bet Online, who is now the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. So we've got football Sunday, and I'm making some awesome bets. You can do individual player props. You've got parlays, everything you can think of. All the bets you can make are on betonline.net. And football might be over after tomorrow, but we've got basketball in full steam uh, as well for both pro and college hoops. And all the latest odds, totals, player performances, props to where the next fired coach is going to land is at betonline.net. They're your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. They remain the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball and football. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. And guys, while you're making your bets and while you're getting your Super Bowl snacks together tomorrow, make sure when it comes to the sweetness, when it comes to the dessert, make it a little healthy because I promise you the flavor isn't going to come at the cost of that health. It is Built Bar. Make sure you have a Built Bar tomorrow during the game. It is the best tasting protein bar to me. Tastes way more like a candy bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft. It's easy to chew. It's all of the flavor and it's none of the guilt. There's only 130 calories in these bars, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And the flavors are awesome. Gino loves mint brownie. I'm more of a peanut butter brownie guy. They've got coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. I love white chocolate. And again, when you have a built bar, again, it has that health to it low calories, high protein, but the flavor, the taste is not sacrificed for it. And I can get you 15% off today at built.com with your next order of built bars. When you use the promo code locked 15, that's L O C K E D one five to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code locked 15 L O C K E D one five for 15% off at built.com. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this week of shows. Getting into the Super Bowl tomorrow between the Bengals and the Rams, how it applies to the Eagles, how far off are they from these teams, taking a look at the roster philosophies of how these two teams have built their title teams, how the Eagles can apply some of those strategies or maybe not apply it and go in different directions. Super interesting. Can't wait for the game tomorrow. Uh, I think it's the first time in a while that outside of the Eagles Super Bowl that I'm like really juiced for the Super Bowl. You know, the last few years, I don't know. It's just the storylines haven't been great. The games themselves have been very lackluster. There hasn't been a good Super Bowl since the Eagles in 2018. You know, it's been really bad lately. And, you know, before that, they had some great ones. Um, But since 2018, you know, I guess you had the fun finish when it comes to the Chiefs and 49ers. But outside of that quarter and a half, it's been brutal. And I think tomorrow has the potential that where we finally get another barn burner, a shootout with some top offenses and with star talent on both sides of the ball. Even last year, like we were so excited for Mahomes Brady and that game was horrible. I mean, it was a blowout. So I don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. Although what I'm nervous about, what could happen like it did last year, despite all the talent the Bengals have is that Bengals offensive line. That's the one thing they don't have that the Eagles definitely do is an elite offensive line. And the Chiefs last year didn't either. And the Buccaneers pass rush wrecked that ball game. And it was a blowout because of the pass rush. And with Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald on the other side of that Bengals offensive line, hopefully they can find a way to mask that. And, you know, it's all going to be on Joe Burrow getting the ball out of his hands quick from these receivers. You know, Jamar Chase beating Jalen Ramsey one-on-one. They're going to have to do that to mask that because the Rams pass rush is coming and uh, it's a massive mismatch. And I hope that it doesn't make this game unwatchable. I don't think it will, but you know, a year ago this week, it did for the Kansas city chiefs against Tampa Bay. Uh, what bets am I making tomorrow? What bets are you guys making? Hit me up at lockdown birds at DBLCLOE. L O E the over under right now is at 48 and a half points on BetOnline.net between the two teams. These offenses are loaded. Both teams have great trios of receivers that can run the football. They have star quarterbacks, great offensive-minded head coaches. I don't know. I mean, both defenses are good too, but I just, in in the NFL right now with how good offenses are, I think they're just going to show their will 
And I think there, there's going to be over 48 and a half. I would take the over. I'm going to take the over tomorrow at bet online, uh, 48 and a half. I think again, it's time we're due. It's been four years. We deserve a shootout. Um, and I think the football gods are going to give it to us tomorrow. So I'm going to take the over on 48 and a half. The Rams right now, they're at minus four on betonline.net. Ah, man, I, I think that's a safe bet. I think the Rams should be favored. But man, is it hard to bet against the Bengals right now. I mean, the adversity that these guys have fought through, and even with how bad that offensive line has been at times, Joe Burrow, he stays up. I mean, he gets sacked nine times against Tennessee, but you know has that last-second drive for the game-winning field goal. And just the way they keep pulling out these games late, they're so battle-tested, even for the young squad they are. You know, the, the close-it-out drive against the Raiders, the Titans, the comeback they made against the Chiefs, with the way Patrick Mahomes was looking in that first half, everybody thought it was over. So, again, the Rams should be favored. I think, again, they have that massive mismatch with the pass rush. But I don't know. I mean, it's going to be really hard for me to, again, I'm going to take the Rams to cover. But I don't think I would feel comfortable taking the Rams' money line. I think they should be favored. But, you know, I'm I'm not there. And it is too, sometimes with me, I bet with my heart and sometimes not just my head. Because I don't, if I want to root for the Bengals, I don't, if I put money on the Rams, I'm going to find myself rooting for the Rams. So I want to root for the Bengals for the same reason. A lot of people rooted for the Eagles in 2018. I want to see a team win their first championship, a small market that built their team through the draft. And it was a lot harder for them, you know, compared to LA stars want to go to LA. They traded for stars. Like they built their team more in an NBA kind of way. Whereas the Bengals, it's, you know, Free agents aren't Odell Beckham, Von Miller. They're not Jalen Ramsey. They're not flocking to Cincinnati. So it's an underdog story as well. And we in Philadelphia love a good underdog story for sure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week of shows. We'll be back tomorrow, or I should say Monday, for Mock Draft Monday. Make sure you subscribe for five more episodes next week available on all podcast platforms. We're on YouTube as well in video form and on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, at DiBiase, L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds.